I'm a big fan of truck stop graffiti. My my favorite uh, piece of bathroom graffiti I ever saw was just the words <laughs> in black sharpie. Toy Story 2 was just okay. (laughs) And I think that's the best thing you could ever write on a truck stop bathroom. Am I correct in remembering that you took a picture of that and and texted it to all of us? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. That was like like early text around. That might have have been the genesis. Hey, dads and non-dads. Welcome to the Hey Dad podcast. This is a podcast where three brothers, hey, and one guy who wishes he was our brother. Sorry, just stuck in Twitter here, and it says, oh yeah, it says hey. It says <laughs> hey. This is so bad. <laughs> Talk about dad stuff. And sometimes, not dad stuff. We felt like the way dads were portrayed in pop culture didn't really represent us or our friends very well, so we decided to start this podcast, the Hey Dad podcast, to talk about what dad life is really like for us. So Gideon, my six-year-old, is getting to the age where he's like starting to figure out what's funny, but it's still like mostly trial and error. And so he tries a lot of stuff on that doesn't work, but he's realized that what I have always really liked, because in my heart I'm not a nice person, is insult comedy. And so, (laughs) but he's figured out that like you can say things and if afterwards you kind of smirk and say roasted, which has been taught to him by our entire family... That, like, you can get away with stuff. <laughs> so the other day, uh, Derek and his kids came over, and he, Gideon was roasting me, and Derek taught him this roasting hand motion, which is sort of this, like, four-finger point thing, where you kind of turn your hand into a blade and just point at the person and say, <laughs> roasted. I wish you guys could, I wish our entire audience could see this hand motions Kevin making, because it makes a lot of sense, actually. So uh, the other day, we're driving in the car, and... Uh, I'm just like in a grumpy mood. I'm just like being grumpy car dad. And I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not being the best version of myself. And Gideon goes, hey, dad. And I'm like, ignore him the first time. And he says, hey, dad, like three times. And finally, I'm like, yeah. And he goes, puts his hand up and goes, you're fat, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> and I died. Because like the idea that like. In order for, like, a roast to be funny, there needs to be some sort of, like, setup or nuance. Like, he has not figured that part out yet. He's just like, you're fat. Uh, But it still works. He's not wasting any time. I think I taught him all the wrong lessons in that moment because I laughed so hard, and he's going to do it to someone else. I also love the, the tone, hey, dad. Like, he knows he's going to hook you with that. Hey, dad. Like, it's so sweet yeah. and curious. And then he's yeah. like, yeah, bud. You're fat. (laughs) (laughs) It honestly killed me. So I think he's got it now. Like I made it super clear to him that you're the only person you're allowed to roast his dad. Like you can't roast anyone else, but you could, but but I told him, but you can always roast me. So that'll, I don't know if that's going to come back to bite me, but sure. It's the hand (laughs) motion that it just, it's very disarming. He does it. I cannot laugh. (laughs) <laughs> hey, uh, when I was in second grade, I mentioned to my dad that he was fat and I was grounded for two weeks. Story. <laughs> I like that you oh. say you mentioned to your dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it was a fact. Like well, I, I, just, I, I brought it up. Date. I brought it up to my dad that he was fat. <laughs> I'll, show you some, I'll show you some pictures from 1985. You make your own decision. <laughs> uh, 
what we're going to talk about today is like probably like a version of this question is the question that we've gotten the most. And we got it a lot when we were, uh, when we did the ask Hey dad episode, when I've gone on other podcasts or even just like when I'm talking to other dads or other moms about like the co-parenting dynamic, um, this question comes up a lot and it's basically this, why does my husband or why do I seem to have so much trouble in the 20 or 30 minutes right after I get home from work? Why Mm -hmm. is like walking in the door and engaging the family so difficult? And so that's what we're going to talk about today because it is really hard. And also dads suck at this. So anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Boop, 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 boop. We've talked about this a little bit before, um, and as the a non-parent, I get to kind of just use my imagination for what both sides of this dynamic might feel like. I imagine if I was at home all day with the kids, um, and I knew roughly what time my spouse was going to get home, I would view that as like the time that I got to tag out. I would be like, mm-hmm. this is a tag team. You're here. High five. I'm walking out the door. <laughs> like, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go shut myself in my room for half an hour. Like, I think I would feel like I just crossed the finish line and like yeah. reinforcements have arrived. And now, like, I get to go from being at 200%, like carrying the double duty parental load to like, I can go do. 100%, but even probably like less than that. Me and Amy are kind of on this schedule where, where on uh, Fridays I don't work and I stay home with the girls and she works. Um, and, you know, we'll have all day with the girls and it's never like bad. I mean, the girls are actually pretty well behaved. But for some reason, I feel this pressure to when I know I feel pressure to have a few things kind of going when Amy walks through the door after like a long day at work. And like, I, I feel like I go out of my way to kind of get the house tidied up and picked up, but I also feel like I kind of amp up the playtime. Like for me, I'm like, I want to, I want Amy to walk through the door and have me and the girls wrestling, but in a pristine clean house <laughs> <laughs> and like laughing a lot. You're like staging a show for your wife, right? When she walks in the and door. And it's something that I haven't like done like consciously. I've not been like, Oh crap, your mom's home in a half hour guys. We gotta get this room cleaned and we need to be happy. But it's more just like, um, oh hey, mom's coming home soon. Let's get this place looking good, and let's be let's be uh, let's be in a good mood. And more often than not, it almost kind of comes off as a little bit phony. Like I wonder if I'm like, <laughs> why, why am I doing this? <laughs> like if, yeah. I, if she came to the door, like I know and she knows that this is this wasn't what was happening all day. But we're both gonna pretend like I just happened to be having this magical moment, and it could have been 10 a.m. It could have been exactly 5:18 p.m. when you usually walk through the door. I don't even keep track of time. All I know is I'm having this magical moment with my right. kids, and you happen to walk inside, Derek. Yeah. If if you were to, because I am like sincerely curious about this, if you were to like take a stab at what you think is going on there. Do you feel like it's, um, is it like for you or for her? Like, do you want Mm. to look like dream dad or do you want like Amy to not feel bad about like how things might have been going while she's been gone or like, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, if, 
if I'm being honest, and I know Amy's probably going to hear this because Amy recently told me that she has started listening to our podcast, which we should, did it, which should fill me with some sort of terror. But I'm like, nah, man, let's ride into the sun. Um, <laughs> is she the one who left that four star review? <laughs> is, there, yeah. is, there, is there a two star review? There she is. I would say I want her to walk through the door and think, Dream Dad, and. Oh man, he's so good. This is great. I've got to now handle the girls, which is absolute, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolute horse crap. Because like we're we do pretty good at the parenting, like the partnership stuff. But um, I I think I probably want her to to be a little bit like, oh man, he's so great. This is awesome. You know, I should maybe maybe I should do bath time tonight, or maybe like. You know, it's okay if he doesn't help at dinner because he's playing with the girls all day long. When she and I probably... Maybe when Atlee points at her diaper or when Emerson points at her diaper and says poopy, maybe I'll jump in this time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, she very well knows that this has not been like an all-day thing. She knows this is like a fresh thing. She she looks at us and knows that we're basically phonies. I fully relate to that. Like, I think that it's really understandable to me that whoever's been home with the kids all day, like really wants to tag out. And I actually think that story you're telling Derek is just a different version of that. It's just sort of earning the tag. Yeah. Like visibly uh, right good. when they walk in the door. I want door. the tag to be Ver- given to me. I can't ask for the tag, but if you want yeah, to bestow uh, the tag. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, so I think like part of the reason, uh, first of all, that's totally understandable. Whoever, uh, whatever you're, parenting dynamic looks like, like it's totally understandable to feel that way. I feel that way when I'm with a kid solo, which I am a fair amount because my wife works as well. But I, I do think that's a huge part of the problem. And like, like part of the problem is that like walking through the door, feeling like you have to be everybody's savior in that moment. And that like the kids need you and the wife needs you. And like, that's a really hard dynamic to walk into. And part of the reason why that dynamic exists is that the partner at home does need to remember that like that person, even though that person wasn't living in your particular version of work in that moment, they were in a different version of work, which is hard and frustrating and exhausting for very different reasons and you're flexing very different muscles while you're doing it. But it's really hard. Like when, when my wife is at work and I'm with the kids, I do feel like she's getting a break that I'm not getting. And like, Mm In some ways that is true, but in other ways she's working harder than me. And so it's not, it's not this, it's just unfair to be like, you know, I get a break when you get home because implicit in that is you had a break while you were at work. And for some people that might be true, but for a lot of people it's not. Yeah, totally. Do you also, um, when you're with your kids and your Mm -hmm. wife's at work and she texts you to ask how it's going, do what do you what do you do there? Do you give it honestly or do you put a sheen on it? Because I find that even if the girls uh, by sheen I mean Martin Sheen, do you put Martin Sheen <laughs> on it? I'm Emilio Estevez. I put an Estevez on That's it. That's fair. Um, do do you do you, are you honest about it or do you kind of put a spin on it? Because here's what I find myself doing: like even if the girls are being like kind of pieces of garbage or whatever, and they're being just like rampant, like ridiculous, like abusers of of me, um, which. <laughs> That, that can happen because I'm always just like, yep, going great. It's awesome. Yeah. We just built a fort. We so just why? solved crime. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> we're like, hey, we're fine without you. And, and I think that specifically is more for her. 
I don't want her to feel guilty for being at work and me being at home because it, it doesn't really, I mean, I guess it happens vice versa too, but like, I want her to be like, okay, cool. All right. He's got it. You know, now back transitioning, you walk in the door. That moment is hard. Like, let's talk about why it's hard. And I feel like there are a few reasons that I can think of why it's hard. One of those is that transitioning modes is really difficult. Like there's something uniquely difficult about just like being with four year olds for 12 hours. Like that's hard. That sucks. Mm -hmm. And like, it's great and it sucks and it's all the things that parenting is, but in, in general, it's like consistent. It's like, these are the things that I need to be good at in this moment. These are the muscles I need to flex, et cetera, et cetera, to be good at this. Walking in the door after a day of work is completely different because honestly, I feel like I have to become a completely different human being from the time when I leave work and the time when I walk in the door. There are so few skills that make me successful at work that like translate directly at least to like being successful at home. And that's sure. just hard. Hey, this episode of Hey Dad is brought to you by our friends at Circle with Disney. What is Circle with Disney, you ask? Well, if you listen to our technology episode, you know that my family has a five-year-old daughter who loves her iPad, loves the internet, and loves YouTube. And while that is a very effective babysitter, sometimes it gives us a grumpy zombie. Just and I open want mouth, drooling. Open mouth, just gape jaw, doing nothing. And now they're just like, like watching I've weird YouTube videos watch adults. People talking. open toys oh, for too I long. Hate it. And listen, that's a great thing sometimes. But sometimes I want my kid to be with me. And that's where the people at Circle with Disney come in. They sent us this awesome product. It's basically like a wireless router. Hooks up to your, your, your Wi-Fi. You can set up in five minutes. And it allows you to. Kevin, are you ready for this? It allows you to pause the internet. In the words of, I believe it's Hova. No one man should have all. The, no, it's Kanye. No Close. one man should have all this power. Oh, I I'm really glad so I corrected. On a previous episode, I mistook uh, Tay Diggs and Tyrese Gibson, and I don't think I, I don't think I would have recovered from uh, Jay Z Kanye. But myself. just think about the enormous amount of power you have, not just to keep tabs on your kids' internet usage, but to set internet off times, to set bedtimes, to yes, indeed, pause the internet and filter content. Because the scary part, I think we all feel, is our kids have access to this technology. It feels like it's this like brave new world we're all living in where we don't really know what yeah. rules and boundaries and but we do know there's a lot of stuff on the internet that I do not want my kids to see. And, and let me tell you, Kevin, we've been using this in our house now for the past week, and it's actually done wonders because it allows our kids just kind of go like, okay, I guess the internet's off now. And it's easy to use. It's a great interface to use on, on you can use on, on, on your iPhone, your Android phone. And uh, I, listen, just go to meetcircle.com and just check it out for yourself. Use the promo code HEYDAD. Kevin, what does the promo code HEYDAD get them? I'll tell you what the promo code HEYDAD means. First of all, it means we have arrived as there a podcast. Go. We got our own promo code, suckers. Secondly, secondly, uh, it means you get $10 off and free shipping. So if you think Circle sounds cool, go to meetcircle.com, use the code HEYDAD. And remember that when you use that code, it actually helps us a lot too. So don't forget to use the code. Thanks, guys. Please, thank you. SmeetCircle.com. Hey, Dad, code bye. This episode of Hey, Dad podcast is also brought to you by us. Hey, Dad. Especially, specifically, the Hey, Dad Playbox. Kevin, what is the Hey, Dad Playbox? The Hey, Dad Playbox is something that we've been working on for, I don't know, almost two years now. 
and it actually exists to help solve one of the problems that we're talking about in this episode, which is sometimes you get home from work and you're exhausted and you don't have a lot of creative energy and you don't have a lot of like really cool new ideas for what to do with the kids and you want to have fun with them and you want to want to have fun with them, but you're not always as checked in as you could be. And sometimes you just end up doing like boring, repetitive, let's do the same puzzle again. Let's watch the same show again. But what you really want in your heart is like, I want to feel like a great dad right now and I want to be doing something fun, but I don't necessarily have a great idea. Your ambition might exceed your capacity in that moment. And that is why we built the Hey Dad Playbox. Mm. The Hey Dad Playbox is an amazing, fun memory in a box. And we send it to you and you open it and you have a bunch of fun with your kid. We curate the best of cool, creative, uh, engaging experiences that either we have come up with on our own or we found on the internet and tested with a bunch of dads. We put all the ingredients you need for that moment in a box and then we send it to you and we record an instruction video so that you can see a dad and a kid doing this and it gets you excited and gets the kid excited. But the point is you don't have to have a great idea. All you have to do is just show up and be excited. And and what the work that we are doing is coming up with that moment and delivering it to you. So if you're the type of dad who wants to have more fun memories with their kids, uh, go to HeyDad.com, use the code HeyDadPodcast to get 10 bucks off your first shipment. All, it's always free shipping on HeyDad.com. I feel like we should mention that more yeah, often. always free shipping. It's always free shipping. Um, or if, I don't know, if you love a, a great dad or someone who wants to be a great dad, this is also a great gift to get. So HeyDad.com, use the code HeyDadPodcast, get 10 bucks off. It's great. On another note, like I have a very real fear that uh, is connected to a memory I have where um, there was this girl that I was dating and I would go over to her house and hang out with her family on a pretty regular basis. And um, there was there was there was a there was a moment in that relationship where her parents got divorced and I was still dating her in the middle of all of that. And uh, I didn't see I didn't. I didn't necessarily see all the signs uh, until like looking back later and just going, oh yeah, here was a moment when maybe I could have known that things were falling apart and here was another moment, here was another moment. But one of those moments was, uh, well, actually it happened a a lot of times. I I would get to the house and her dad would be sitting in his car in the driveway not making eye contact with me, just looking straight at the steering wheel. And I get the feeling that he had oh. been there for a while. Like Yikes. Hadn't, had, he had not, he had left work, but he had not yet entered his home and family life. And he was just sitting there in the driveway. And I just, oh, I just saw like, this guy does not want to engage with his family, with his marriage. And I just saw that. And, and, and now that I understand what was going on there, I'm like, I hope I never get to that point. I want to like, I want to run to that front door and be just like thrilled to be with my family, thrilled to be with my kids. And I, I just, I'm scared about what leads up to just sitting in the driveway, being neither home nor at work. I think for a lot of people who work, um, especially when they have young kids, you, the work that you do that requires the most emotional energy is at the end of the day when you get home, mm-hmm. but it's when you have the least physical energy. Like you're tired. It's the end of the day, but 
your kids or your spouse or whatever are is all like, so tired because it's the end of the day. <laughs> they sure. yeah exactly, and that's another thing that's worth talking about. I don't know about you guys, but like my kids are pretty sucky. Like for like the hour before bed, like there's a reason they call that like the witching hour. Like that's not them at their best, right. and so it's just that moment where like no one's at their best. Like everybody's hungry because they were just about to have dinner. Or, or, you know, whatever that moment looks like and everybody's tired and everybody had a long day, but now there's this new variable in the equation, which is the, the, uh, parent who works walking in the door. And I, I don't know, a lot of that I think is because a new kind of need is thrown at you at a time when you are the most empty. And so I don't know, it's just. It's like I relate, even though even though I don't think it's excusable, I don't think it's okay for dads to do this. I relate to the dads that are just like, I want to disappear to the bathroom for 15 minutes or <laughs> I just want to like look at my phone or whatever. Like I have all of those same instincts too and I just have to Sit fight Sit in the driveway and watch the like director's cut of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> yeah, With yeah. the commentary Sit in the driveway and just, and just thousand miles stare while I grind my teeth looking at the garage door. We've all been there, Make right my guys? daughter's dumb boyfriend wondering if I have PTSD or something. <laughs> I think uh, in that moment, uh, I have like a choice to make. Like I either can take myself and my day and my job way too seriously, or I can kind of let my son David lead the way where he doesn't care about any of the stuff that I've been doing. Um, he just wants to play with cars. He just wants to be silly in the bathtub. He just wants to go down the slide. And it's like, I have a choice in that moment to like take myself way too seriously or let my, my infant son lead the way and go, you know what? He's having a way better day and afternoon than I am. Maybe I should like engage with what he's up to right Mm now. And, uh, I I love that Andy. I love the idea of your kids being a part of your freedom from stress. Yeah. Where it's like, my kids do not give a crap yeah. about what I did at work today. Yeah. And I can either be resentful of that and be like, you have no idea what I went through, blah, 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 blah. Or I could be like, isn't it awesome that all of the things that I think are really important, you don't know or care about and let that be a part of my freedom from mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like David leads the way in that moment. Or I could be super distracted on my phone, in my head. Uh, but yeah, if, if I let David lead the way, then we're going to be at the park and we're just going to go run around in a field or slide down a slide or pretend feed each other food from this table or, or whatever. And it's just like, it's just a much better place to be just being silly and playful and imaginative and just going, you know what, all the stuff that happened at work, I, I literally can't do anything until tomorrow to change or fix it. So why am I trying right now? How about I just be in this moment and just be silly? And so um, sometimes, I'm not saying I do this all the time, but sometimes letting David just lead the way for the next couple of hours before bedtime is just a much better way to spend the time. Andy, I think that's so good. And I wonder if even people who have older kids, um, I mean, you obviously have to know the personality of your kid and if your kid would respond well to this. But I think especially kids that really long to like, help dad like that that's like a thing that's important to them i wonder if even communicating that to your kids could be a Mm -hmm. cool thing to be Mm -hmm. like hey like hey gideon do you notice that like sometimes right when i get work i'm a little distracted or i'm a little like grumpy or whatever sometimes it's hard for me to like kind of to not be stressed about the things i did at work today and i need like when i come home it'd be really helpful for me if you thought about like ways that when i come home you could help me like think about 
other things instead. And when I come home, you could have a fun thing for us to do together or like be silly or, Mm -hmm. you know, like I could imagine certain personalities of kids really taking that on and being excited. Like when dad gets home, I get to help him have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Totally. Certain personalities would love that. The other thing for me is just like remembering that like the work I do is important and I care about it a lot and I want to do it really well. And you know, I, I think I'm like pretty privileged to have a job where I like believe in what I'm doing and it's not just a paycheck for me. There's something more to it and not everybody has that privilege. So mm-hmm. even with all of that, nothing I do at work even compares to even the, like on the scale of what my life means, the two hours that I'm spending with my kids when I get home is a hundred X more important than the eight hours that I spent at work. And so I have to, the, the problem is that that's a, that, that has to be a conscious decision and a mindset because at work you're provided with so much more um, feedback, both positive and negative, and incentives and, you know, attaboys and you can do betters. And just all of that sort of happens at work and doesn't always happen at home. And so, so it's easy to lose sight of the fact that even though it's easier to keep score at one of those things – the other one is actually way more important, the one where it's really hard to keep score. And so mm-hmm. for me, a lot of it is just like reminding myself that like, who cares about my job? Like when I die, no one's going to care about what job I was working in 2018, but they are absolutely going to look at the marriage I had and the kids I was raising and say, what type of person was that guy? Mm-hmm. And, but the problem is like, you know, that, that, that has to be a very deliberate decision. Cause it's a really, it's really easy to miss the forest for the trees and just get caught up in the, the, I think it's called the tyranny of the urgent, mm-hmm. like whatever, whatever feels most pressing in that moment is what you give your priorities to instead of just like backing up and going, Whoa, 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 who am I? And what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. And what is my life about? What do I care about? And what do I want people to know about me? And what do I want my kids to know about me? And all those questions that are way more important, And I think that type of reframing just has to happen on a regular basis. And so for me, like, you know, I've been thinking lately, like, is there like a phrase that I need to put in my car or is there some sort of like, I don't know, some sort of reminder that comes up in my phone or something that's just like, remember, you are not like coasting for the rest of the day. You are entering the most important part of your day. And so if you need to find a way to save some of your best for these two hours after you get home, or you need to just find that second wind or dig deep or whatever, like this is kind of the only thing that matters today. So don't blow it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think, I think to use that like finish line metaphor again, just like I imagine the person who stayed at home kind of views the like, when my partner is here, that's me crossing my finish line. I think the person who's been away at work might view like, once I get home, that's the finish line. And Mm. I think that mentality, like it's kind of like the idea of like running through first base, man, I am just full of sports metaphors tonight. But the idea, (laughs) the idea of, I think like where you see your finish line is like totally uh, is uh, like affecting how you're showing up to that space. Cause if it looks like you just like use all your momentum momentum to get in the front door and then you kind of like collapse into family life with, with nothing left instead of like, you're still on, like you're still in it. then that's totally going to affect like, and your kids are going to pick up on that too. Mm -hmm. When it's compounded by the fact that 
for those of us that work with people that don't have kids as well, you hear them talking and you feel their vibe and like the end of the day for them is the finish line. And for you, it's not. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a part of that too, where it just has to be that conscious reframing of like what your day is and what matters because mm-hmm. you end up, you kind of like find yourself getting sucked into like, yeah, yeah, we're done. We're doing it. Okay. We're all headed home and you're going to head home and either like watch Netflix or go out or go to bed or whatever, whatever you feel like doing, you're mm-hmm. going to go do that. I am going to continue putting my own needs below the needs of others. It's just different people. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to go do it's that. It's just yeah. that my kids aren't paying me. <laughs> it's like my boss is just a lot shorter and grumpier. <laughs> and has a diaper. So I was thinking about dad nicknames. Do your hmm. kids call you anything besides dad? Like, do you guys have any nicknames? Is, are you guys like a dad house? Are you a dada house? Are you a papa house? Currently, my two-year-old Josie calls me Don. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. We, uh, we're a daddy house, and I'm, uh, uh, that's the name of the, the bar. Yep. I've been yes. bartending at also. The daddy house. Um, <laughs> but we're also, I, I really want to get us to be a papa house, but every time I say something about, about papa to my kids, like, Amy puts the kibosh on that right away. <laughs> She's like, our, our kids are not calling you Papa. That's that's. Does she I'm just like, sing on. Biggie songs to you? <laughs> You're like, listen, yeah. Amy, I like it when they call me when you, Big Papa. Throw listen, your hands in the air. We can rendezvous at the bar around two, okay? <laughs> so I was doing a little Hey Dad research, and I found this seemingly very legitimate uh, definitely not auto-generated website called nicknames.com with two S's. Nicknames is a... <laughs> sure, um, sure, sure. And That's how they I got s- the domain rights. Yeah. Love it. It was cheaper. Um, and on this website, I found this article that offers over 600 nicknames you can call your dad. 600? 600. Oh. So, what? If you guys want to just buckle up, I think I got the next uh, <laughs> 70, 80 minutes of programming down. <laughs> without, without knowing what's on the list, I call number 477. <clears throat> Done. Oh, wow. I really want to find it. Can I read you the opening paragraph of this article that really hooked me? Please. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Sometimes... It is really important to show your love. Sometimes actions are not enough. You have to speak. Yes. And keeping nicknames is really a beautiful way to show your love and affection to your loved one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love one. And when it comes to your parents, especially dad, then this love has changed its whole genre. <laughs> that opening paragraph did not pass the Turing test. They really wrap it up nicely. You can keep your father's nickname on the bases spelled like First base, second base, third base. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can keep your father's nickname on the basis of his health, occupation, physique, or habits as well. Wait, oh, like so dad, his health, like, you're fat. Of his here's, here's my sick dad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get old sicky over here. Get old cancer pants over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's leukemia. <laughs> no, I wish I could say that that nickname would be completely out of line from this website. But no. so the list starts out with di- some different ways to say dad around the world, Papa, Dada, Baba. And then after like eight or nine of those, it takes a very sharp turn. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually 600. I read all of them. Oh, here, here are some of my favorites. Tandry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are just two syllables. Uh, Petey Cap. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like I wanted there to be a ramp up from no, like dad, but it sounds like it. It sounds like it was just dad, padre, papa, PD cap. <laughs> you know what? Tandry was the ramp up, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, ripe Tony. <laughs> what? No. Oh, yeah, no. No. no, that's normal. That's normal. No. No, 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 that's... Ripe Tony. Ripe Tony is at the Ladies Bachelorette weekend. Have you guys been to HeyRipeTony.com? So if you guys have any questions, you can email us info at RipeTony.gov. With God as my witness, my children will be calling me Ripe Tony by the time we record our next episode. I cannot promise you that they won't be using that four-fingered roast motion. I feel like we're never going to get through this. Hey, Ripe Tony. Uh, you're fat. <laughs> uh, we we got Richie the boot. Uh, no, Richie got- the boot. <laughs> I don't believe you. My dad was a character in a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> we we got the spoon, which you know oh, yeah, this, that one. Yeah. Spoon. <laughs> Just uh, like you're like, hey, this is my mom. This is the spoon. Anyway, my yeah. room's upstairs. <laughs> I got I gotta go. I, I'm having dinner with my mom in the spoon. So yeah. uh, <laughs> we got Tony tea bags. We got Tony the cripple. There's actually lots of no. Tony suggestions. <laughs> no, no. are not right, dad Tony. Things. Tony the cripple. <laughs> Tony the Cripple. <laughs> no, you don't say that. Tony the they Cripple. Did say, also, they did say based on health. Also, yeah, no, oh, you're true. right. You're right. Yeah. We got Tony the Cripple, also known as Yeast Baron. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> this one no. is just, this nickname is just Tall Man. <laughs> tall Man. Yeah, I get that. Uh, sensei. I'm here for that. W- sensei, which is actually dope. I actually want my I future like kids sensei. to call me Sensei. Yeah, sensei. Yeah. Like Mom, Bounty Sensei. Mm-hmm. Can we go to the park? Mm-hmm. Uh, suggestions 402 through 415 was just the names of all the Kardashians and their affiliates. <laughs> is that actually true? <laughs> it's actually true. Chris, everything I'm saying is true. I didn't write any of this. Wow. Oh I'm just, gosh. I'm a journalist, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> so it was like Chris, Kim, Chloe, Tyga was even in there. No. Oh, I saw Tyga. I saw Hakuna, which is a pretty sick name for Hakuna. dad. Hakuna. Oh, Hakuna. And, then, Hakuna. and then like 30 suggestions later, I saw Matata. If your kids, if you were, if you're a husband and wife team, this is actually something we should talk about. Co-parenting names that are better than mom and dad. Hakuna and Matata is dope. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty sick. Like do (laughs) not, do not talk to your Hakuna that way. But what does it mean though? It's almost as cool as Sensei. It's almost as cool as Sensei and Tony (laughs) Teabags. Tony Tony the Cripple. I'm not really sure what to make of this list. Or how it came to be, but I don't know. Let me know if you guys want that link for some inspiration. I did claim I did claim four hundred and seventy-seven. Can you scroll back? Oh, uh, yeah, four hundred and seventy-seven. Oh, this is a very important moment. Here we go. This is pretty reasonable. It's just Bay B A Y (laughs) B A Y. Not B A E. No, no, not Bay. Bay, Like the body of water. Down by the bay. I'm really bummed you didn't say 473 because 473 is Taiwan Chick, the Taiwanese merchant of death. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, anyways, all the dads out there, y'all need to step up your nickname game. Well, that's all for the Hey Dad podcast. Uh, but before we go, Tyler has something that he wants to share with you. It's really been 
you know, he's been thinking about it a lot. He's actually the one who booked this guest. He's super excited about it. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, this is a big one. Next episode, we have with us legendary quarterback John Elway to tell us about the harrowing near-death experience he had on the set of that one Vortex commercial where he threw the football out of the stadium. (laughs) So (laughs) you won't want to miss it. It's going to be good. That sounds so good. Well, that's all for the Hate Up Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Andy. I'm Derek. And I'm Tyler. Love you. Bye. (laughs)